Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I'm the Doc. This is the Doc. And together with our combined experience in fitness and psychology, we're here to help you become the ultimate coach. Today we're talking about what is it again? Habit looping. Habit looping. So you we're going to break down. Really well. <laughs> we're going to break down habit looping. So Dr. J, what is happy habit looping, and why do we need to know it? Jeez. So habit looping, you clearly need some support here, uh, is really just basically how we build habits. And it's really made up of cue, routine, and reinforcement. So cue is just that thing that just tells you that, oh, I've got a cup, it's got water in it, now I'm going to drink it. And then the reinforcement is you are less parched and maybe able to remember better. Right. Who knows? So anyway, so the, the cue, the routine, and the reinforcement helps create habits. And we have to understand that model when we're thinking about making new habits and replacing ones that we don't enjoy as much. And we know that our clients are struggling with that a lot. Yeah, and this is important because many coaches, myself included, have to watch out of just giving just random examples to people of like, here's what you should do to change. Yes, if you drink less alcohol and you eat out less and you move more, will you ultimately reach your fitness goals? Yes, you will. But so many people have lives that are busy and we're us just giving some random habits of, yeah, just um, drink less um, alcohol and drink more water without any sort of structure of how to do that is very challenging for people. And if you've been doing this for a while, I'm sure you've seen that. And it's kind of frustrating. You're like, hey, they, they want results and I'm giving them the, the things that would help them improve yeah. those results, but they're still not doing the thing. This is the key of understanding this, of like breaking it down. And this is why we talk a lot about having these conversations one-on-one. -on -one. So instead of just being like, oh, you need more vegetables, we'll just throw some vegetables and fruit in a blender and just have that. And you don't even know if they have a blender or like what their morning routine is like, or do they have any food in the morning? Exactly. There's so many different things there. So, so what are some, some examples of cues that people, coaches can work with on clients on, on building these new uh, behavior changes that come into the habits? Yeah, well, the first way to start that is, I've met very few people that are like, you know, I've got a lot of extra time in my day. Yeah. I, I just have so much more room, like what else can I add? So typically what I have people do is first identify a habit that they want to modify or replace because there's already a cue routine in there, right? So if in the, the, the evening when they get home, the first thing they do is they go to the cupboard or they have their glasses out and then they go grab their wine, right? So what else? So that's my cue. The routine is to pour that glass of wine. Maybe that bottle wines out, right? And then the reinforcement is I have my wine and I enjoy it. So if that's a habit that I wanna maybe diminish a little bit, have less of, then if let's say that bottle of wine is my cue, then what could I put in place of that that I might enjoy? Now, if it's to unwind and just escape, whatever, is there something else I enjoy? What is it and how can I replace? Or maybe I just love taking my dog for a walk or playing with my dog. Maybe it's a dog toy. It's sitting there, I walk in the door, I grab it, I grab the dog, we go in the backyard and play whatever it is, but we want to make sure that we're identifying a cue that's already in existence and then ideally replacing or modifying that. So that's the first place that I try to help people think about um, in relationship to those cues. So a very, very extreme example of this, and, and this is something actually a client told me. So her, her father liked to drink a lot of alcohol. He was kind of a closet alcoholic in the sense of he would drink his alcohol out of a coffee mug so people wouldn't recognize it. Yeah. And he would also go to the basement and drink it there so no one could see him. And so his, his mom's strategy for this was like, okay, we'll sell the house, we'll buy a slab. He can't get away and hide anymore. 
And so, and, and Dr. J and I have talked to us about this before, and, and, and there's a lot of different things there. There's a lot of different cues. And so really just changing that cue stimulus of like his habit of coming in, getting the coffee, going downstairs and doing this, this is a way to do this. Now, getting all your clients to sell their house and buy a new one might be tough, yeah. especially in this market. But um, <laughs> I've had clients that rearrange their furniture because I had one of my guys who was a big drinker, like he had that same thing. He had his, his lounge chair and beside that he had his cocktail set up. So it's more about like moving things and changing that, that, that cue so that the, the, the behavior slightly changes with that. Exactly. And there's tons of those examples, right? Like I have cabinets I can't reach without a step stool. Keep the step stool not close by. Put the things in there that you don't want to be accessing on a regular basis or maybe it's just when, you know, company comes over, whatever it is. So absolutely. The other part of this that's super important is understanding what the reinforcer is. And we talk about this in understanding the root cause of behavior. So is it to wind down, to escape? Is it to connect with people? Is it because I deserve something that's tangible? Or is it sensory? I just love the feeling, the taste. And so understanding that because if you're going to replace, if you're gonna make that exchange, or even if you're gonna start a new habit, there has to be a reinforcer. And I've talked about this before, right? No behavior without it being reinforced. So there's got to be some sort of reward reinforcement that's built into that um, that's immediate and or long-term. If it's a long-term reinforcer, in other words, it takes a while to acquire it, so to speak, then you want to create short-term reinforcers at the beginning that reinforce it, whether it's tracking it, sharing your success with someone, having an accountability person, to get that whole cycle of that cue, the routine, and the reward to get into place. So we've talked a lot in the past about habit stacking. Yep. You have a consistent habit, so you just build on top of that. What would, is, is the cue and the habit stacking, is that the same start or how is that different? Well, good question. No, the habit is a separate thing in and of itself. So habit looping is how a habit is formed. Habit stacking is taking an existing habit that's already really tight and then adding a new one to it. There can be facets of it that are connected, but for example, the one that we use a lot is somebody that's trying to get more protein in per day. They already drink coffee, and you can put this um, collagen that you can put in your coffee right next to the coffee maker. Now, the coffee maker might be the cue to start and drink my coffee. Now I've added another cue, the collagen, jar thing next to the coffee maker. So I've, I've created a proximal so that I can have it stacked. So now that's in there. My routine is I see the collagen, I add it to my coffee, I have it. And then if I'm logging protein, I'm already a step ahead for the day. So you can see where there are two separate habits, but by habit stacking them, they become highly efficient because time is always a, a, and remembering and sticking things in a routine. So just because it doesn't have the reward, it's not the full loop. Yeah, if it doesn't have some sort of reward, it is not a full loop. And if any of you put collagen in your coffee, it is not a reward. <laughs> it's well, not bad. Right. I mean, you just don't know it's there. It's not but, like, mm, I need my collagen in my coffee. Right, today. but that's my point on creating. You still have to have a, re- a reward or reinforcement. Yeah. So the reinforcement can be like, okay, now I come to you, Scott, you're training me. You're like, Janine, how's your protein going? And I'm like, well, actually, I've been consistently getting another 12 grams a day. And oh, how'd you do that? Collagen, excellent work. You celebrate those small wins. So you can create that. And if you being pleased with my protein intake and reinforcing me is is desirable for me, 
that will work. If it's more of an internal thing where I feel better about myself because I'm doing better on that, that can be the reinforcement. So there's a whole plethora of options there, but each habit has to have its own loop. And then again, habit stacking, the beauty of it is, especially if they're very similar to each other, you can add them on top of there. It, the same thing is if you're going to your kiddo's soccer practice, you might be going and hanging out there because you enjoy your kiddo and it's reinforcing to see them being enjoying something and you're in proximity. I can also create another habit of getting my steps in with that and stack those two habits. Gotcha. Cool. Um, I forgot where I was going to go with this. Somewhere interesting and good, I hope. Let me think. Oh, I remember. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> um, I also want to talk about the other side of this. So many clients come in and they're like, well, I need to stop my drinking because I want to lose the weight. So I'm going to just cut it all out. Yep. And so we, we could have the, the thought of like, okay, I need to do the, the, this, this habit cue reward thing for everything, but it doesn't have to be. I'm big on talking to clients of like alcohol and food can enhance experience. You're on a trip in some other country. Cool. Enjoy some of the stuff there. It's your kid's birthday. Enjoy the cake there. Like if you're going on a date night on the, on the, on the weekend, enjoy that. That doesn't mean we have to change all these things. We're big on uh, minimal effective dose. And so understanding that like, okay, I'm having this issue every night. Yeah. Then we need to address this. Then we need to dive into change those things. So it's more about like, our, we need to be very clear with the goal. We need to find some way to track and make sure we're making progress on that. And we just need to change a few things. But the key is using these strategies instead of just you know, relying on willpower, because that's what a lot of this industry is. It's more of like, okay, well, um, you need to lose weight. You're drinking every night. We just need to stop the drinking. So just stop the drinking. And people are like, okay, I can do that. And, and they'll do it for a short period of time. But unless we can find a good replacement for this based off of our eats, um, when we talk about root cause behaviors, all these different things, and, and unless we set up these, this, this loop in a way that we have this, this cue and this reward, it's not going to be a good long-term fix. And that's ultimately what we're looking for as fitness professionals and ultimately what clients are looking for when they're seeking fitness professionals. Yeah, they want a lifestyle that is enjoyable but nope. sustainable for them. They don't want to be on this roller coaster all the time. And to your point, this is a great distinction to make is some habits and habit loops just need to be modified. If that bottle of wine is your cue and instead you can have a half a bottle and a decanter sitting there, you've modified the habit because you're probably going to drink a little less wine. That doesn't mean you've thrown the whole thing out. Yeah. If you're going on a trip, guess what? You're not in a habit. Like, I mean, unless you're traveling for like six months at a time, the likelihood that you're going to develop that's a habit, it's like you said, a special and unique occasion. It's when you're doing something consistently, you either want to replace a few parts of it and or you just want to modify it. And just, again, understanding this construct helps you make those effective choices with your clients. Yeah. So as, as we wrap up things here, when you're working with your clients, really figure out that habit loop. If you can identify, okay, here's what the goal is. Here's how we're tracking it. Here's the caloric offender that we're going to address. And then take the step back of like, okay, what's the cue for this? And what's a different reward for this? And also realize you might not nail it the first time. Some of this is learning. Now, it's, it's this why I like having these one-on-one -on -one conversations, exactly. coaching off yep. the floor, so we can dig, you know, little, back the yeah, onion. we can we yep. can figure out more about this client and figure out what's working, and so we can have a more targeted approach with that. But also, you know, making sure we're following up with that, and making sure we're also reinforcing that too for doing a good job and helping them in that transition of figuring out that new habit. Yep. Hopefully, this is helpful. Uh, let us know if you have any thoughts, questions, experiences with it, or if there's any topics that um, you want us to cover. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.